everybody, and welcome to Hey Boss Lady. I'm Christy Atwater. And I'm Andrea Gigline. I'm so glad you could join us. The podcast is about women leaders, how they got there, and what they're doing to make change. Yes, and our guest today is a change agent in the state of Nevada. Nadia Hansen is the CIO for Clark County, and she's taken on a huge project, the digital transformation of the county's services. That is so amazing. It couldn't come at a more important time, that's for sure. As all of us know, the pandemic has made technology such a critical part of our lives. Who knew? For better or worse, it's become a lifeline to so many of our workplaces, our personal lives. It's enabling us to connect with coworkers, do our jobs, stay in touch with our family during a very prolonged pandemic. I am actually... And I, you know me, I was kind of a resistor of technology in some respects, but (laughs) I have embraced it and it has made my life as a working mom so much better. Um, By my ability to work remotely, I've gained two and a half hours of my day that I can use it either to, to work or to, you know, do some of my other tasks at home that help me be more focused at work. You mean not driving and doing all that kind of stuff yeah. has really helped? <laughs> Even, you know, let's face it, hair and makeup, like, you, you know, yep. ponytails are good these days. <laughs> so let's welcome Nadia. Nadia, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Let me just start off. Tech is st- such a male-dominated field. Where did your story start? Yeah, happy to share it. Um, you know, the path to success is not linear. Sometimes mm-hmm. as women, so we, always feel, <laughs> yes. you know, we always feel that there's going to be all these natural progression of steps that happen, and that's not really true. Right. So I have done all kinds of odd jobs in my career, but my humble beginnings were in Pakistan. <gasps> so Amazing. I moved here two decades ago to, wow. to sunny and beautiful Las Vegas. Um, I was raised in a multilingual family, okay. so we spoke three different languages. Oh my gosh, so wow. amazing. English is my fourth language, so... Wow. <laughs> okay, what are the other three? <laughs> it's Urdu, it's Arabic, and it's Punjabi. Got wow. it. So I'm a mutt. Uh, yes, I yes, have, yes. I have Middle Eastern mm-hmm. heritage, I have South Asian heritage, so I'm all over the map. I love it. <laughs> uh, so I learned English from reading, actually, Archie Comics, so I have a very fond really? nostalgia oh, for Archie Comics, cool. yes. Uh, but you know, it's... Pakistan's a very still male-dominated, very male-oriented Just like the culture. tech industry, you were very comfortable. Much so, mm-hmm. Very much so. And uh, I was fortunate to grow up with three brothers. Wow. Three older brothers. Me wow. too. And, you know, they taught me everything I need to know about having a thick skin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes. making sure my voice is heard. And and I always love to share this this very quick chicken story. Please. Oh, yeah. So I came from a very, you know, low to middle class background. You know, when it's dinner time at the table, there's only so much food to go around. Mm-hmm. And so you would have, you know, the dish, the meat dish, then you'll have some rice, and then you'll have veggies. And what I learned very early on as a five-year-old, if I don't get to the table fast enough, <laughs> <laughs> and if I don't go after I what I'm looking for. I lived in that house. Yes, yes. <laughs> It's like, I'm not going to get that piece of chicken. Uh-huh. I'm not going to get that chicken leg that I want. Right. So, so I feel like I really learned early on that you have to be consistent. You have to show up. Yes. And you mm-hmm. have to want. Be the first <laughs> be one hungry. there. Yes. No pun intended. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like that sort of really helped shape the foundations of my career. Beautiful. That no job 
is too big or too small. When I first moved to the country, I, I, I worked in a card store. Right. I was actually selling manure at Home Depot. I, oh, I, wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, I had five part-time jobs. So working jobs. for the government was comfortable? <laughs> no, no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> um, and, you know, my, my career really took off in a tech startup. Okay. Oh, okay. And I worked for a tech startup that was all about business intelligence. It was data visualization. Uh, I was still in school, so I was going to UNLV at the yes. time in the computer science program and doing four jobs. And the tech startup happened to be one of my fifth ones. Yes. Uh, it turned out to be my full-time career. And honestly, one thing I would recommend to all the listeners is if you have not worked in a tech startup, Yep. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend you do. Really? Yes. Why is that? It lays the foundation of your career. Really? So in a tech startup, everything is chaotic, which yes. is fantastic. Uh-huh. Yes. Because you get hired for one role, but that's not the role you actually play. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, you're the marketing person. Correct. You are the sales person. You're the configuration engineer person. You are going to be the branding person one day. You're the Correct. face of the organization. So you get to play all these different roles, which really helps you narrow down the scope of where you want to go in your career. So I highly recommend that to people. You know, I actually have a young lady in my life, Kimberly, and she started in a startup in HR as an administrator, actually. And what you are saying, she has progressed in a 36-month period in an extraordinary way because if you're there doing every job and you're the administrator, you have access to everything, and then as they need people, to, they know you can perform. They know you are flexible. They know you get it done. So that is phenomenal advice. And so much, you know, Chrissy, I'm hearing so much of the same way we heard from Missy Young. Absolutely. Which I know is how you actually came to us. You know, Missy Young is, to remind our listeners, uh, the, the head of um, the CIO, the CIO Switch. for Switch. And she was uh, one of our last podcasts in the last season. And rumor has it that you saw that on LinkedIn. I did. Yes. I did. And, Chris, and it was fantastic. Yes. I mean, I love listening to, to the stories of how women grow and pursue and stay resilient. And Correct. that's kind of the example that we want to set for all the Exactly. Upcoming. And she also, you know, she was getting her education, yeah. but tech came into her life. So I love that connection. Yeah. And Andrea, you mentioned that tech came into her life. And it was because of her father yep. who said, hey, Missy, I see you kind of trying like all the these computers. different things, but you're really good at computers. <laughs> Have you considered that? I'm yeah. wondering what your parents' thoughts are about your technology because I I don't know much about Pakistan but I'm thinking that it's probably not a a field that women generally go into there (laughs) (laughs) we being kind yes (laughs) so even at UNLV there was I think I was one of three women in the graduating class so forget about Pakistan like there's no yeah I know we like to point to the out there instead of look in here yes 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 yeah but you know it's funny so you really have just two tracks (laughs) 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 coming from a Middle Eastern background you either are going to become a lawyer or you're going to become a doctor okay that's just about it whether you're female or a male whether you're female or male doesn't really quite matter like those are the two tracks that everybody aspires Mm -hmm. got it for you to be. And so when I got into tech, my mom, because, you know, my mom is the matriarch and the patriarch of the family. Mm -hmm. Um, I never got to see my, I didn't have the privilege of meeting my father. So it was just uh, one of those things where she was like, I don't understand what you do, but I just tell people (laughs) that you're in the computer business. (laughs) So I'm like, I love it. That's probably good enough. Like, that's fine. Good enough. Right, right, right. (laughs) Yep. But so let's, 
let's get down to the brass tacks here. What are the challenges for being a woman in tech? You know, one of the, so, and I don't know if it's part because I was raised with men, my brothers Mm -hmm. around my life, but I actually never think of, I don't know, myself as any different than anybody else. Right. Uh, I mean, I just feel like, you know, if you can present yourself well, if you have a story to share, if you have the skill set that you need, mm-hmm. and you can communicate, mm-hmm. those are the things that you need to be successful in yes. any career, it's whether it's true. tech or non-tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my background is actually in arts, so I was an art major. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I, I I went through a textile design route, and when I moved to the U.S., I realized that I'm going to die hungry. Yes. and yeah. you know there yes. is no future for an artist. I mean, yeah, that could be an hab- a hobby passion. Um, and so that's kind of how I progressed more towards tech because I was like, I think that's going to be the future mm-hmm. where the industry lies. And that's just something new to learn. And why just not learn it? Yes. So I think we're so intimidated perhaps at times that is thinking is the, is the fear of the unknown or it's maybe going to be too difficult. Mm-hmm. But I always advise just, just jump, take the jump and then figure it out later. Yeah. So what advice do you have for women in the field or for women who are maybe just a little bit interested, you know, how do, how should they progress? I'll give you an example. So recently, and, I, and I'll tell you exactly like where the story goes. So recently we, um, I opened up two positions at the county. One was for a deputy CIO, which is an assistant director level. Mm-hmm. And one was for a chief information security officer, CISO, which is right. like massively needed right now in the cybersecurity mm-hmm. space. For sure. And out of the hundreds of applicants that we got for for both jobs, there were maybe two women who applied. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was really eye-opening for me because I think that we as women have the superwoman complex. Mm-hmm. I call it superwoman because we want to be the perfect mother. Mm-hmm. We want to be the perfect daughter. Mm-hmm. We want to be the perfect sibling. You know, we want to be the perfect person at work. Right. And I think sometimes that perfection. Right. Unless we meet all the check boxes and right, we can right, check right. every single one of them, like I think we just don't try. <laughs> right, 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 right. And if you're looking at, and similar to like what Missy was saying, if you look at a man, he's going to be like, yeah, cool, I meet 60% of the requirements, I'm going to go I'm for it. I'm doing it. it. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I feel like that's so important. It's like, don't worry about it. Correct. You're replaying a lot of scenarios in your head. Just get out of your head. <laughs> now, I don't want to put you on the spot yeah. with this, but one of the things I took away from Missy and Switch in particular was when faced with that challenge that we already know there are from a, a diversity issue and from a gender issue, we do not attract. Right. The, we don't. So they built the infrastructure and that was Rob Roy, who built the founder, who really built that infrastructure to to get the next generation of who would work in the industry. Is there any type of effort like that within the county? Yeah. So, um, you know, since we are in local government, mm-hmm. uh, in local government, you have certain parameters in terms of hiring and inclusion practices. Right. So that involves you must have X amount of women that participate, whether mm-hmm. they're in a panel. Uh, we definitely make sure that underrepresented minority, they at least get a chance to interview. So they're always included. So in terms of diversity inclusion metrics, I think that's something that we're maturing towards. Correct. Uh, but as part of the technology strategic roadmap that I have for the county. I mean, I always look at how many women and underrepresented folks that we've got in mm-hmm. the technology department. Sure. 
you know, we're slowly growing. So right now we're at 25 percent, which right. is not great, but we're kind of more growing towards it. Right. And, you know, I, I do definitely want to mention one thing that's that's so um, like a rare unicorn in local mm-hmm. government environment. Our CEO happens to be an African-American woman. Okay. Our chief administrative officer is a woman. Our CFO is a woman. I love it. Uh, The CIO is a woman. So it's really the entire leadership at a county which serves 2.4 million residents, 10,000 employees across 140 different buildings. Yes. Wow. (laughs) I mean, that is, we have a massive footprint here and the leadership is all women. Yes. So it's very fascinating. You know, and that is representative of what makes... Nevada unique as a population because we have that at our most senior leadership. Yes, our governor is male. Um, He is surrounded by our senators, our House of Reps, uh, our legislature. We were the first majority female legislature. So there are so many aspects where that is representative and really a reason why we do this because people, hey, boss ladies, goal is to put that light on what people haven't been seeing. And that's why it's so cool that you're here. So now I'm going to take you back to the brass tacks again. So a digital transformation. Lucky you. (laughs) What's that look like? What does that mean exactly? It's oddly enough, (laughs) prior to COVID, any kind of like you mentioned, I mean, any kind of like um, enabling technology where it was whether online collaboration, mm-hmm. using technology to assist with services. I think that was maybe a little bit of resistance. Okay. And I a would little bit? <laughs> just a smidge. Just <laughs> in a politically you correct way. You are so politically correct. <laughs> um, and so I feel that COVID has helped with this massive transformation that's not just taking place in technology, but in mindsets, yeah. yes. uh, with processes. Willingness. willingness. Yes, it's the willingness and yes. the adaptability to change. Yeah. I mean, I think that was the biggest thing. So uh, for us, I, I feel that even though COVID is a terrible human tragedy across Correct. globally, but the one great thing, the silver lining that has happened Correct. is this ability to change and the ability to be nimble. Correct. So in terms of transformation to the county, I feel like we're in the best time of that, our lives right now. You know, that is, that is so uh, encouraging as a person who loves Las Vegas as much as I do. I mean, I know there's some point in the future because our daughter has said she will not move her family back here. So, you know, when I'm 85, I may have to move somewhere else. But boy, I'm going to go kicking and screaming because I love it so much here. And it is, I, I appreciate that you're working on this. And, and I think, do and, and I don't know the answer to this question, which is that there's always a rule, don't ask a question you don't know the answer to. But do you think being a female leading this transformation, you will take different considerations, additional considerations into effect? Absolutely. I feel that there's the empathy side. There's the human-centric experience. Mm -hmm. Ah. It is about the journey. It doesn't matter whether you're in government, whether you're Amazon, you're Uber. It's really about the journey that somebody gets to experience from the minute they touch any of the services. Yes. So if we jog our memory to pre-March of 2020, did we ever think that the way that we work, the way that we live, Mm -hmm. the way that we play is going to change so dramatically? No. 
And now, you know, telehealth is on the forefront. Correct. Uh, I mean, my my oldest daughter has severe asthma. Mm-hmm. And in the last year, when everything was shut down, if I had to take her somewhere, we couldn't. Exactly. Like brick right. and mortar buildings are always going to be an option, not the first destination. Correct. <laughs> right, you know, right, and that's right. extremely and I, important. And I, I think your example of medicine is so perfect because, uh, Chrissy, I don't know if you've had this, but the ability to... Um, especially for the older generation and for young working parents, the ability to take the first few visits to a doctor off the schedule that you can have them hooked up to sensors, have be able to see your your healthcare professionals without going to those offices, that little change alone on each ends of the age spectrum in the United States is going to be phenomenal. And we're going to have a lot more people willing to work, a lot more competent healthcare professionals willing to do that work because they don't have to go anywhere. I'm very excited about uh, that, that aspect for myself. Love this conversation about how much technology has helped us. But one of the biggest challenges we all have in our work is how to manage, how to take our time off, how to get the balance right between technology and our time off. Nadia, we know you work hard, but I also know maybe you have some tips to share on that, too. Um, We'll come back to this right after the break. Hey, boss lady, I'm Andrea Gigline. And I'm Christy Atwater. Our podcast is about women leaders, but it's not always just about women. That's right. We're just not talking amongst ourselves. There's a lot of men out there helping to change the playing field for women. One of them is Tom Colicchio, best known to many of you as the head judge on the popular series Top Chef. The women I know, they're they're strong, they're resilient, (laughs) they're they're smart. They're they're nurturing and and caring, and and I think that's where, where... Men are starting to learn from women. They're, they're, they're learning that you can be strong, you can be tough, you can be smart, but you can also have empathy. And uh, I, think, I think that's what's going to, to make this world better. He's a great advocate for women in the culinary world, and he's one of our guests on Hey Boss Lady. Join us. Hey, everybody. We're back with our guest on Hey Boss Lady, Nadia Hansen. Nadia is the CIO of Clark County, Nevada, where she's leading the digital transformation. As Christy was mentioning, you know, you work in tech, and that's a big part of Christy's work also. But let's zoom out for a minute on the bigger picture. You know, we're all tied to these computers, we're our phones, our Zooms. They're lovely and everything. But... It's not only making our life better. Fill us in on that part of it. Yeah, you know, so my role is 24-7, 365 days a year. Right. Mm. And in order for me to be efficient at what I do and be productive with what I do, I need mental resets. For sure. So... When I wake up in the morning, one of the biggest things I do, there's this gratitude, which I think sometimes oh, we fabulous. don't do enough yes. of. And I wake up in the morning, and this is a, this is a state of meditation, but you kind of put your hand on your heart. Beautiful. And realize you're alive. Yes. You're yep. healthy. Yes. It's going to be a great day. You know, uh, and, and I'll pause you just there. So you just this did a beautiful Andrea setup. Happy. Yes. <laughs> you just did a beautiful setup for the positive psychologist in me. If the world... If the world would do that, just imagine how incredible it could be. That is 
the it that's like the low water line and once you put your toe in that it is amazing so continue continue i was just so excited <laughs> sometimes we take yesterday's baggage to today mm-hmm. today's going to be a totally different day mm-hmm. and and i always tell that to my my daughters as well they're always like oh i have to go to school i'm like yes but look at you you're yes. alive yes. and today's going to be a great day how are you going to make it great today so it's really kind of having just that mindset i think that's that's number one in everything that we do Beautiful. because if you go in with a bunch of baggage you feel right. it at work yep. you're stressed about it, your team feels it cuz you're giving out those mm-hmm. vibes to everyone it's really having that positivity um and then secondly i detach i am very good about i love outdoors i love oh. nature mm-hmm. i love hiking uh, i love photography so it's really kind of bringing those hobbies in what what makes you find your zen i love it i think it. it's really finding what you love to do and then go do it yeah yeah we love that too you know we've been doing a lot of family camping trips And for me, it's always water. If I can yes. sit and look at a pool, a stream, you know, and just watch the water's movement, it's it's a very regenerating experience for me. And um so I'm glad that you think of nature that way too. And I think, you know, Andrea will back me up here with the psychology on it yeah. that nature is good for us. Oh my gosh. You know, and and they even have, you know, because I know you're responsible for for this county. We are a big city and growing even bigger. And one of the cool pieces of research around the impact of nature has actually been done in the lowest income areas where if you ever drive around no matter what city you are in the United States, it's hard to find a tree. Yes. And they have actually begun programs of greening, putting gardens, putting trees that's how important it is you know when you don't look at the strip when you think of las vegas and you look at the red rocks when you look at lake mead even in its very low state we are surrounded by incredible beauty here and we don't have to go very far in order to get those breaks so tell us a little bit about that you do you actually ever turn off your phone I do not. Ah. So, I do not. I have to be honest. I, totally I get, get anxiety. I get anxiety if I do. I, like I don't think you can. I, I personally no. I don't turn off my phone and I I don't even have your type of position. Well, and I will tell you why from a safety the the New Yorker in me doesn't turn it off. I now have whether it's a false security or not. Someone is tracking me. my knowing that i have something in my hand where people always know where mm-hmm. i am mm-hmm. especially when i'm out in nature um i actually like that but what about silent do I you do go that far i put my phone on silent okay. but it's on vibrate so okay. <laughs> <laughs> i still can feel it yep and you know as a mother of two daughters and, yes. and one's about to go into high school mm-hmm. i must be in contact like i Correct. cannot disappear so if yes. she needs me or they right. need me yes. i i want to be there so it's really important for me to be accessible and that's kind of how we serve the constituents as well so yeah absolutely <laughs> so you talk about your children what hope do you what do you hope your children learn from you You know my entire family my my mother's side um all my brothers they're all entrepreneurs. Wow. I am the only person in my family who has a master's degree. Okay. Hmm. And also is working for someone. <laughs> uh, how interesting. So, so they are so I what I want my kids to to take away is really don't be afraid to jump in and be entrepreneurial. 
Mm-hmm. I think really? there's a there's a vast, especially right now, mm-hmm. there's so much support for underrepresented folks, for mm-hmm. minorities, mm-hmm. that more than it's ever been in the last decade. Exactly. And so uh, my my daughter, she loves to make bracelets and sell them on eBay. Yes. Perfect. Let's create a store. Let's make it online. Like let's have yeah. you brand. It's really kind of those little steps. Correct. To help them grow as a person. Yeah. Because nothing. As a as a founder, because I I have a passion project that I'd love to talk about Please. as well. Please, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yes. Um, but that's kind of like bringing them into the fold of it too. Uh, so as I was uh, going through my program um, at UCLA Anderson, going through my MBA program, I realized that all of us were there for a reason, mm-hmm. and all of us were there because we wanted to get to that next level in our career, whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. And that allowed me to kind of think, well, there's not a lot of opportunities. We always talk about the hard skills. Mm-hmm. Hard skills get us in the door, but soft skills take us far. Yes. Absolutely. And so those are the things that we just don't teach in school because we're yes. so focused on all these hard skills that you mm-hmm. got on, whether it's coding, it's programming, it's like security, it's, it's you know, finance, whatever mm-hmm. that might be. Um, so one of the things that I put together, it's a passion project. It's called ivybloom.com. It's completely free. <laughs> uh-huh. okay. You go on and you sign up for a newsletter, and we actually send you executive coaching tips. Really? Once a week. Wow. I started this like during the middle of the pandemic with everything else going on. And I felt so strongly about helping women, especially with the with the mass resignations happening. We're uh-huh. hearing about that. Yep. Uh, where women are taking more of the role of, you know, staying at home and helping the kids with school. Mm-hmm. And so I really feel like this is a great opportunity that we didn't have before where you can attend events online. Correct. Now the entire world is boundaryless. Correct. Yes. So you can be attending a Zoom in Europe or you can be attending a Zoom in any country at this point and learn some of those skills. Yep. And so we talk about negotiation, how to negotiate, mm-hmm. how to have executive presence, um, how to lead as a leader, how to communicate effectively, and having really awesome female leaders come and talk about it. So it's a, it's a great resource. Right. Um, since I launched maybe last year, mm-hmm. we've had 600 subscribers. Uh, mostly women. It's mm-hmm. open to everybody, but mm-hmm. mostly women uh, who are early stage in their careers, just mm-hmm. starting college life. And, you know, it's been really helpful for them. That's beautiful. And, you know, getting ready for you to be here today, I was brought back to when I started working in 1974 for W.R. Grayson Company. And that's where I met my husband. And he was given by the executive staff a something that Peter Grace would always say, and it was all male at the time, and if you can't count it, it doesn't count. And that was the philosophy of that corporation. And by 10 years later, I was in the field of psychology and how do you optimize human potential within the workforce by actually making soft skills, the hard Mm -hmm. skills of success. But I just think that that's such a beautiful um, example of how women do things differently. Yeah, I think, you know, that I wish I would have heard that when I was younger, because that kind of honors my career path, right? I have, you know, all the letters behind my name, felt like I had to get there, be a CPA, you know, be a CISA, be a, all those things. But really what keeps me at my company is my ability to negotiate, to read the room, 
how to present myself in a way that it can be heard and that action can be taken. Um, and even how to deliver bad information you or, you know, oh, yeah. difficult information mm -hmm. to hear, which, you know, as head of internal audit, head of enterprise risk, you know, I'm always bringing up kind of negative things. And how do I mm -hmm. still get to be in the room and not be, you know, sent out because it's hard to hear negative things constantly. Yeah. <laughs> so. and speaking of that, one of my prior mentors, which by mm -hmm. the way, I would highly advise having a sponsor, a, a champion yeah. who's See? going to be there for Just you to like give Cynthia you from the, YMCA. the yeah. honest, yeah. Mm -hmm. blunt truth. You yeah, don't right. want to hear all the great things. You, you actually want to know what you can improve on. You right. So one of my prior mentors, I, I asked him, I'm like, you know, I really want to get to the C-level spot. I want to be the CIO. Right. What do you think is stopping me? And he's like, you know, Nadia, you're, you're great at a lot of things, but you're rough around the edges. <laughs> huh. And I was like, rough around the edges, huh? I'm like, what does that even mean? Really? What does rough around the edges mean? And he goes, you know, it's basically when you need to know how to take an idea mm -hmm. and then be able to articulate it really well. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, I should probably be practicing that. Take me to some of those meetings with you mm -hmm. where I can be in it. Because yes. it's easy to talk about theory. Right. Yes. But it's you have to practice it. And yes. it's a daily evolution. I it mean, is. to this day. Right. It's a daily. I'm very, I'm intentional about mm -hmm. what I say, when mm -hmm. I say it, who I say it to. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of want to be intentional and very focused about your North Star. Beautiful. Where do you want to be? Mm -hmm. And then what do you need to do to get there? And a lot of it has to do with how you articulate and how you communicate. That That's really beautiful. You know, um, we are nearing the end of our time together. And I think that we would like this to go on for many days. Right. Um, but a question Christy created for us as we started the show. And knowing you have daughters, what gives you hope going forward? You know, I'll give you an example. I take inspiration from a lot of leaders uh, in or outside the tech industry. And one of them is Indra Nuri, who you may or may not know, but she's the former CEO of Pepsi. Okay. Okay. And I listened to one of her podcasts. It was phenomenal because she talks about Martin Luther's speech from 1967, uh, which has been my leadership Bible. And that's what I talk to my kids. It's called, What is Your Life's Blueprint? It's a very short read. It's maybe like under two minutes. But what it really talks about is don't allow anybody to make you feel like a nobody and always feel that you count and your life has significance and be the best of where, whatever you are. Wow. I think that's important. Wow. That is Nadia. so beautiful. We love that. And oh. so thank you so much for joining us. And um, Nadia Hansen is the CIO of Clark County, Nevada. I'm Christy Atwater. And I'm Andrea Gigline, and you're listening to Hey Boss Lady. If you like the podcast, let us know. We want you to rate us and review it, and most of all, listen and share. Thank you, and thank you again, Nadia. Thank you so much.